Welcome back to Music 101. In this episode, I want to talk about the last component of recording engineering. We already talked about the first and second major domains. Now we're going to get to the third. To recap, the first one is frequency. That's like the pitch that you play and all of the other pitches that come from that fundamental. Like we talked about before, no single pitch exists in a vacuum. There are always you know, unless it's like computer generated, if you're playing an A note on a violin or on a guitar or even the, you know, the frequencies that I'm emitting right now through my voice, there is more than one single frequency happening at any given time. There's a high, there's a middle, and there's a low. And you can shift all of those. So that's frequencies. We can manipulate those. Next, we talked about amplitude, dynamics, the loudness and softness of music. We can we can manipulate those. Finally, the last thing to talk about is time. All music exists within the plane of time. It is a linear art, something that isn't flattened. And so because of that, we can manipulate this in a bunch of different ways. Primarily, I can move stuff around. So say that you play your drum beat and you're a little bit behind or ahead of where the beat should be, in Pro Tools I can grab it and put it, put it where I want it to be, left or right, ahead in time or behind in time, relative to the rest of the music. But more interestingly than that, we can also affect the space in which the instrument inhabits through something called reverb. And what reverb is, is using a series of time delays to create the artificial impression of space. And so you might have heard of reverb and delay. In reality, they're the same thing. They're just manifestations of the same thing in slightly different ways. So, for example, if you are standing in a long hotel hallway, you'll notice that your voice sounds different than if you're standing outside or if you're standing in a small room or in a bathroom, a tiled room. All of the different reflections that are coming from your voice come back to your ears at a different rate and with different frequencies, either hyped or cut. And so basically this, this, this sense of place is what this sense of time is. So you have the time that's the relative time, the groove between the different instruments. And we talked about that a little bit in that rhythm section. And then you also have the time in terms of like reverb, delay, and space, the location of sound. And this is something that I just kind of want to talk like, you know, uh, philosophically about before I get into actual examples of what, what reverb sounds like, these different spaces. My concept of, and that's not just mine, a lot of people share this, but my concept of mixing and creating audio in the digital space is that if you put on your headphones, I'm going to take your brain, <laughs> I'm going to take your ears on a journey, and I'm going to put you into different spaces so that you can experience not just the changes in the song, like from a lyrical perspective, but also in, in terms of the size and scope and scale of the arrangement. And so if it's something that I want to get to you like really intimately, maybe I'll have the microphone really close to the singer's mouth and there will be no reverb. It'll be like they're whispering in your ear. But then you get to a moment where it's, it's like more existential or it's a dream or it's, you know, the lyrics are reflecting something that's like, you know, I'm floating on the water, you know, wading through a dream or whatever. 
And like in that sense, I want to put you in a bigger space or in a more esoteric, like otherworldly space. And that brings me to some of the components of what we're actually manipulating with reverb and delay. So let's make this more tangible. In order to serve that goal that I have of taking your brain and moving it to a bunch of different locations, depending on the song, depending on the song section, whatever, we start with delay. So let's just do this with my voice. This is going to be what's called a quarter note delay at 120 beats per minute. So, la, la, check, check, check. Here you go. You you get it. So it's basically like the echo, 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 echo sense of yelling into a canyon or into a cave or you know, an elevator shaft, whatever. Those kind of spaces that have a lot of reverberation, but. This that, That's a pretty simple perspective. It's called a delay because it is literally taking the exact audio that is coming into it and then delaying it a little bit later. One of the things that I was doing, though, is it is a del- delay with something called feedback. And what feedback is, is it's looping back in. It's a feedback loop. And so when I say, you know, echo, the echo hits one wall of the cave And then it bounces back and hits another wall of the cave and then bounces back to the other wall of the cave and hits it. So that's a feedback loop where your original input that you're sending into the cave is not just dying after one slap of a wall. It's coming back and then it's coming back again. It's coming back again. And it slowly fades off into the distance. So that's the reason why when I say echo, Echo, you hear it decay. That's through feedback. Versus if I say echo without any feedback, it'll sound like this. Echo. Echo. Feel me? All right, next up, let's talk about reverb. So reverb is using what we just did with delay and multiplying it by a lot of, lot of surfaces, say. So instead of it being that one echo that bounces, 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 think of it like a million echoes bouncing all across the surface of a wall. So you're not really hearing the individual delays you're instead hearing them all at once, and it creates the impression of being in a room. So you hear this mic, it's fairly dead. I'm, I am actually in a room, not like a sound-treated room, just a normal room. So you'll probably still hear a little bit of um, what is called reverb, reverberation, the sound moving in and out and about the space and then coming back into the microphone. But let me, let me make it a little bit more dramatic. I'm going to put myself in Wembley Stadium. Hello, Wembley Stadium. Hello, Cleveland. You know, that kind of thing. So apparently it's actually called Wembley Arena. I just saw that in the plugin. <laughs> it's not actually a stadium, I guess. Um, but, you know, I'm not British, so that's okay. But do you hear the difference? Like, they're, they're, it's just so much more dense. And I know that that's like a pretty extreme example. So let me let me flip it around. Let me just put myself into what would be called a small room. Here I am in a small room. I'm going to snap and go bra bra, so you can hear the acoustics of the space. So let's talk a little bit deeper about what's actually going on. So you're able to control a variety of different parameters, which means like the different um, outcomes that you're looking for from a reverb or a delay. We already talked about feedback. So that's one of the main uh, parameters for delays. Something else that you have, um, you can actually do something called pre-delay, which delays the reverb sound after the initial input. So that that can create some clarity. 
um, like Lana Del Rey's vocals do this a lot where the vocal will sound very crisp and clear and then there will be this explosion of reverb following the vocal. And so that's using something called pre-delay. You can also adjust the length of time that the reverb cascades and decays, as well as the wetness and dryness. And what wetness and dryness means is like how much of the original input, what I'm actually doing right now, is coming out versus how much of the reverb. If you have the wetness cranked all the way up, which I, I all, was basically what I was doing for the Wembley Stadium, it's pretty overwhelming. It's just swimming in reverb. And then for this small room, I was about like 20% room. So you could get a little bit more of this initial, you know, dry signal, the, the kind that you're hearing right now, blended in with the reverb. So it sounds a little bit more, you know, natural and, um, and pleasant because you can actually make out what the... Um, what the speaker in this case is saying. Okay, let's talk about one more thing with delay. Um, I want to talk about spatial audio and um, kind of what you've been hearing from uh, Dolby and Apple and kind of how that plays into something that way, way back, the stereo channel, right and left ear. So Originally, everything was mono, straight up and down the middle, which means that every speaker was playing the same exact thing. And then eventually, um, we split it up so you could have stereo signals. You could have a right channel and a left channel reflecting your ears. So that allows us to get a lot deeper in terms of the sense of space because your ears don't fundamentally hear the same thing in any given location. And that's kind of the general concept of spatial audio and also some of the coolest stuff with stereo. So originally stereo was kind of used as like a special effect. You had something that went, um, yeah, I totally, I totally just put that um, in stereo so you could hear it go, um, like a lot of like early Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. It was really playing with the stereo, like, oh, I'm tripping out. I've got this thing, this helicopter flying side by side. The newest iteration of this, while I sometimes do think is kind of cheesy too, um, is using that same concept, but considering the reflections off of your shoulders, the shape of your ear, and the way that your head blocks the input source from your opposing ear. So say, for example, if somebody clapped near your left ear or behind you, you're going to hear different things in your left ear than you are your right ear. And typically, Panning, which is what I'm talking about now, it's the word for it, panning. You're panning from one side to the other between the stereo field, left and right, has basically been more of a volume-driven thing that's just, it's going to point it. So it's going to be, you know, 70% of the volume will be in your left ear and 30% of the volume will be in your right ear. 100% of the volume will be in your left ear and 0% of the volume will be in your right ear. That That's like typically how it's worked. Using this spatial audio and this concept that, it's also called binaural, um, is trying to really replicate the three dimensions of a space. And part of the way that it's doing it is using these mathematical concepts to you know, basically say, hey, if I snap in your left ear, you're going to hear a certain amount of it in your right ear, but it's going to be dampened in terms of frequency and in terms of compression by the shape of your head. And so it's trying to like really replicate what you actually experience in your day-to-day -day life through complex mathematical um, equations. But yeah, basically the whole concept is like, you might've heard these like binaural things. And if you haven't, look them up. They're pretty fun. You put on headphones and then like somebody will cut your hair and you'll hear the scissors go behind your head and wrap around you, special effects wise. That's really pretty easy to do with special effects and with non-musical sources. 
The trick with music is that it reverberates in very unique ways. When you have a single input, like say in a video game, you have a gunshot or something like that, it's pretty easy to place where that is in the sound field. With music, it kind of spills everywhere and it's all around you. And so that's part of the reason why I sometimes think it's a little cheesy because you finding a great musical concept for that um, needs to like really be thought out. Like sometimes I think if you have a tool and you just seek to use the tool rather than having a purpose to use the tool, like, ha- you know, having the moment, it's like, oh, I should, I should totally use this because that's the goal that I'm trying to serve rather than just kind of being like, like the Jimi Hendrix example is like, oh, I can, like, I'm going to go across the sound field. Still cool, you know, but it, th- that that's like when it's like a little bit more like you're not, what's the word? I'm, I'm trying not to hate on it because I still really like those Jimi Hendrix records. Uh, like it's something, it's something more, um, something less intentional about it. Something a little bit more like, look at the toys I have, which is still kind of fun, but I digress. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is as a music listener and as a music creator, um, I think the coolest stuff is what really immerses you. Like not the stuff that like is necessarily like, look at these tricks, like, wow, how skilled they are with manipulating knobs. It's like more like I got so sucked into this. In the same way a great film, I I use filmmaking a lot as an example for music making because, again, it's a linear, it is a visual medium, but it has that time component. It has saturation and color um, and all of these different things, which I'll get more into in the next um, podcast about mixing, which is mixing all these concepts together. But specifically in this kind of time sense, the best linear art forms draw you in and kind of distract you from the rest of the world and you get totally sucked into that moment. And I think that's what great music and great production and engineering specifically can do for you is make it so that you stop hearing the recording techniques and you're instead just like swallowed by vibe. In the same way that I, I like the compression thing I was talking about yesterday, um, not yesterday, last week, um, that helps like take it from being a drum kit and a bassist to being one punch, one big ball of music. And that helps, at least for me, to like suck me in and like stop thinking about, okay, that's what this guy's doing. That's what this this person's doing. Like, like it, it makes me instead think this is what, it's all hitting me at once. And great space and great use of things like delays to pull your ear and and use that sound field between your left and your right and maybe throwing in some binaural reverb so you can feel the guitars lingering behind your head in a you know a very cosmic kind of way that's that's the stuff for me that is just like i forgot that the rest of the world existed for a moment because i was so drawn into the world that this producer engineer was creating for me and um and i think that can really communicate a song's value in a, just a different, deeper way, um, depending on the song, of course, but in a deeper way than just being an acoustic performance or seeing something live, you can add something. As a recording engineer, there's one school of thought that you're just capturing that which people go see live. And there's something cool to that too. But I think that every part of the music creation and recording process should add value and do it in its own unique way because this is a different medium than seeing something live just is in the same way that like i don't know concert dvds aren't just a single shot 
of the stage, like from your seat, you know, like I'll just go to a concert for that. Give me something new. If it's going to be in virtual reality, give me something new. Give me something that's like unique to that platform that really adds value. And so why am I doing this instead of that? Why are you putting on headphones and listening to a record rather than listening to it on your speakers? Why are you being comfortable with like new music? Like what's, what's the difference between listening to a record in 2021 or 2022 um, that was made then using the tools that we have now, like this binaural stuff? How do you like leverage that to say, hey, this sounds like the moment rather than it just sounds like tricks. It's like, no, this is what, this is what they couldn't have done back then. We're doing it now. We're like, we're adding another level of, if you're like, again, you're singing about swimming in the sea, you're going to be swimming in reverb, but in the modern, modern way, using binaural, using, you know, really cool cascading sections that is, is really would have been hard to do on outboard gear in the 70s. So you had to like type in, um, you know, you only had 15 presets and that's it. Instead, like I can control any parameter you want. You want the reverb to like decay um, super, super fast and then suddenly come back. I got you. You want the reverb to only exist in one of your ears. I got you. You want the reverb to sound like as it grows in size, it decays and turns into an MP3 style degradation like you know do you remember you know, i don't know if you've listened to those really poorly captured like mid 2000s early 2000s um napster or um, for me it was more limewire stuff is like it's like this barely sounds like music anymore because it's such a low quality mp3 that sounds like that's a sound that they couldn't have gotten back then so i like to use that in my music every once in a while you know, it's, it's the sound of now, the sound of, a, of an iPhone microphone, the voice notes. They didn't have that microphone back now. We have that now. There are just like certain things that you can do. You can reach into your toolkit for in a like decided way, in like an intentional way that I think is really cool. And I think the reason why I talk about this with reverb is one, I think that the space that you're in determines so much. And um, how those spaces are layered determines so much in terms of the vibe um, and in terms of how it's hitting you and the genre and everything like that. But I also say this as a bridge to the next episode where we're going to talk philosophically about mixing and how we take those three different domains, the frequency, the dynamics, and the space, the time, and mix them all together to make something truly special, hopefully. <laughs> um so yeah, look forward to that episode. Um, I think that'll be really fun. And I hope that this little romp through time was not a waste of time. And if you want to spend more time with me, go to www.scubertdubert.pizza. That's scubertdubert.pizza. You can waste all the time you want. You know I will be. See ya.